You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From an undisclosed location 12 floors up somewhere in Oklahoma City, this is the Locked On Thunder podcast for July 25th. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. I want to thank you so much for making us a part of your day whenever you may be listening, whether we are your drive into work because you've waited till morning or we're your overnight party podcast. I'm going to push that. That's going to become a thing. Locked on Thunder, your overnight party podcast, because we party talk better than anybody. I'm not even sure what that means, but it's something we'll work on it. It's a concept that I think it can grow together here very organically as listener and as host, we can figure out what all this means. And uh, coming up today on the Locked On Thunder podcast, uh, also if you're listening in the afternoon on the drive home, thank you very much as well. Coming up today on the Locked On Thunder podcast, today the Carmelo Anthony trade became official. We will read what Sam Presti's comments were about Carmelo Anthony, and we'll discuss what the trade says about the Thunder as an organization, both micro picture and macro picture we'll we'll go small and big picture what that Carmelo Anthony deal meant and how Dennis Schroeder's a guy already proving to be very marketable here in Oklahoma City our uh, good friends at the uh, Passive Juice Motel are going to make a mint off this guy so how much else will everybody be able to make off Dennis Schroeder and his hairstyle and his hair and everything else We get into that here in segment number one. In segment number two, what does staying in Oklahoma City do for a guy like Paul George when it comes to marketing? Saw that his ratings for NBA 2K or the latest edition of NBA 2K are out. He is the third, third best small forward in the game or in the uh, NBA 2K game. But what does it mean Big picture-wise, how can Paul George profit off this? And then finally, the Thunder are just sort of quietly getting younger. And I'm going to answer a question from our good friend in New Zealand, Jennings, who listens to this show on his way to work. And Jennings, we'll talk about the Thunder getting into the Kyle Korver deal and what the Thunder getting younger means about Kyle Korver, if it means anything. I am Eric G. I am your host. I did Thunder post games for a long time. I did the occasional pregame. I was on radio in Oklahoma City for a while and maybe back again. And that's all I will say about that. And um, I also may be contributing in other ways to the Locked on Thunder podcast. Knock on wood. Hopefully, yeah, I still got to hear back from David on that one. But I also contribute to another publication we call it thunder digest and we're very happy to be a part of that and uh, what else do you need to know oh credential member of the media and if you like what you hear please go to lockedonthunder.com and check out all our podcasts as well as video and audio from players coaches and those that would happen to be in the gm's office or the front office of the oklahoma city thunder let's get down to it we've kept you waiting long enough and the carmelo anthony trade became official yes the Email came out at about 10.45 Central Time today. I think I tweeted it a few minutes later because I was uh, en route to where I hang out on a daily basis. But yeah, uh, Timothy Luwa Cabarro. See, I finally said his name. I'd been avoiding saying his name 
But now Timothy Luwa Cabarro is now a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Dennis Schroeder is a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Carmelo Anthony is now a member of the Atlanta Hawks, free to get waived and then go join the Houston Rockets, where it looks like he will spend the rest of his career, or at least this next year, trying to help the Rockets win an NBA championship. And Sam Presti says, quote, I want to take this opportunity to thank Carmelo Anthony and acknowledge his professionalism and contributions during the time with the Thunder. Although his tenure was only one year, the fact that Melo was a part of our history is important to us. We appreciate Carmelo Anthony and his agent, Leon Rose, for their collaboration and communications as we work to resolve the situation in a fashion that was suitable to everyone. We wish Melo and his family nothing but the best in his future. So essentially what the Thunder did there was send out the email for a person leaving the company that maybe all feelings weren't good and mushy inside. Like, you've got them. Usually it's one sentence. So-and-so's out of the company. We wish them nothing but good things in their future endeavors or whatever it is. I'm sure that's what was written about me when I was on my way out. But when it comes to Carmelo Anthony, what does that move? What did the move say about Oklahoma City? I think in the small term, when you just look small picture, when the move was initially made, for as excited as we all were here in OKC about seeing Carmelo Anthony play for the Thunder, the move did reek of desperation. It really did. And the initial thought was Carmelo Anthony was coming on board to join Paul George and Russell Westbrook to create this big three, and Russell Westbrook would see that the Oklahoma City Thunder could get and would be willing to go out and make moves to get superstars to entice him to stay here. In retrospect, I don't think the Carmelo Anthony move had one iota worth of effect on Russell, whether or not he was going to stay in Oklahoma City. He was determined to sign that five-year Supermax, with or without Paul George, with or without Carmelo Anthony, and he was determined to make everybody wait until Kevin Durant's birthday. So, small picture, desperate. Macro picture, for the Thunder, bigger picture, says that they want to continue to stay significant. And they will do whatever they can to stay significant. And what the Thunder are going to try and avoid like hell is the suck era. Which is where your team gets down, you have to rebuild, and you turn into the Philadelphia 76ers. You can only put that off so long. Even the San Antonio Spurs are learning that you can only put off the suck years for a limited amount of time. Now, when I say limited, for San Antonio, that's been, what, 20 years? But eventually, it all kind of catches up with you. Players get old. Your organization, no matter how good it is, will eventually make moves that are to the detriment of the team. They don't end up helping the team. Guys get fed up with the organization because maybe they're not cut from the same mold that guys that you had before, which is sort of what we see with Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio. He's not cut from that same mold that a Tim Duncan or a Tony Parker was, and it doesn't mean as much to him to win in San Antonio as it would for him to get the opportunity to go play someplace else. And for the Thunder, how all this sort of ties back to the Thunder with Carmelo Anthony and the impact that he had on this organization, ultimately, it's going to go down as a footnote. As much as I like Carmelo Anthony, and as cool as it was to see him here, he was here for a season. He scored 16 points. 
Yeah, he was a professional and hopefully taught a lot of people how to deal with the media. Hopefully he taught a lot of people how to be off the court more so than on the court. But this is a guy that got exposed night in, night out defensively. This is a guy that didn't compete up to the level that he was expected to compete out of. And if the Thunder improve from last year, which they should, and a lot of NBA power rankings have them six, it just goes down as, hey, you are here. Thanks. But ultimately, people are going to forget. that I, I honestly believe that outside of Oklahoma City, especially if Carmelo sticks with the Rockets, say, two or three years before he jets off to Japan, most people will forget that he spent time in Oklahoma City. It'll be like Brett Favre spending time with the Jets. Unless you're a Jets fan or a diehard Brett, Hart, Brett Favre fan, it's just, it, it seems to go, it, it almost feels like he went from the Green Bay Packers to the Minnesota Vikings. Even though there was that stop in the middle, it, it's hard to remember that stop in the middle. And speaking of that stop, I still think one of the coolest items you can have is when a guy only plays for a team one year to have that jersey. Getting that Brett Favre Jets jersey is a cool thing. I need to acquire a Carmelo Anthony jersey. As a matter of fact, I don't have any Thunder jerseys. I have the shirt jersey things, the jerseys, as John Hamm likes to call them. And I do have one of Carmelo Anthony. I've got a dry fit one of those. Not that that really concerns you. But what does concern you is I went to NBAShop.com, and if you are looking to obtain the Carmelo Anthony Oklahoma City Thunder jersey, Right now at NBAShop.com, you're still going to pay full price. They have not come off the price of those. However, what I found interesting is that you can get a Kevin Durant Oklahoma City jersey for $19.99. And they even have the pajama top jersey, the one that had sleeves with the shield in the middle of it. You can still get those, and that's like $39, which is a good price on it. But I don't know of any Oklahoma City Thunder fan who wants to wear a Kevin Durant jersey so you're probably going to back off that, and it'll just be an overstock item for NBA shop until they come down to maybe 5 bucks. And even at 5 bucks, it's still too much for me to pay for a KD jersey. Speaking of marketing, one guy that the Thunder will be able to market, market, and I think a lot of more boutique-type businesses will be able to make a mint off of, it's Dennis Schroeder. And the guys at the Passive Juice Motel have already made a Dennis the Menace shirt. Uh, you've got... The unique hair with Schroeder that you can market a lot. He's kind of a cool-looking dude, and he's young, and he's a fun guy to watch. And you've got the whole you've got you've just got a lot there that I think everyone will be able to take advantage of, and that's something that the Oklahoma City Thunder have been lucky with during their time in the league is to have guys like Stephen Adams or Dennis Schroeder or even a Carmelo Anthony, um, James Harden. James Harden was a great. Uh, maybe James Harden is the best example of that because of the, the whole fear of the beard thing and the beard. Just these guys with unique traits that can be marketed and not only mean money for the Thunder, but also mean money for a lot of other businesses as well. And speaking of marketing, we talk about Paul George coming up in the next segment of the Locked On Thunder podcast. What does staying in Oklahoma City do for him as opposed to going to Los Angeles? Marketing-wise, I'll tell you why staying in Oklahoma City will benefit him more next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Hey, 
Thanks for joining us today on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. And if you like what you hear, please go listen to more at LockedOnThunder.com and Locked on Sports. LockedOnSports.com, which is where we have all our podcast housed. Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, it's all right there. LockedOnSports.com and some other really neat stuff from uh, LOS coming soon so some stuff that i'm very excited and and really want to be a part of and hopefully i get a chance to be a part of but some other stuff coming soon that i think you will enjoy as well paul george has his rankings they're already out for nba 2k because you can't get that you can't get your hands on that video game too soon It, it really is the best video game around and that's with all due respect to madden I will take NBA 2K over Madden any day. And again, for me, a lot of it just goes back to the NBA is much cooler than the NFL. Paul George is the third, third ranked small forward for NBA 2K. And uh, he's only behind uh, LeBron and Kawhi Leonard. And that could change next year. And I think I think those ratings for NBA 2K update as the season goes along, because I know that the rosters update as the season goes along, which is very cool. That's another thing I like about video games now is it's it's taken all the work out of it for you. So instead of you having to go build what a team looks like after the trading deadline, it just does it for you. Of course, if you play video games, you already know this, and I'm just sort of talking your ear off at this. You're going, dude, I already get this. But when it comes to Paul George, I was thinking about what being in Oklahoma City does for him. One, it gives him a coolness factor that he would not have gotten in Los Angeles. Yeah, and I know what you're saying. Well, wait a second. The Lakers are the Lakers. It's big market. Everybody loves the Lakers. They're like the Yankees, etc. Sure, but anybody can like the Lakers. And I think outside of Oklahoma City, the Thunder's coolness factor is much more appreciated than it is at its hometown, in its hometown, because you've got a, a really good fan base in New Zealand because of Stephen Adams, Australia, China, Thunder, the Thunder is very popular all around the world. And you've got Russell Westbrook. You're on a team with Russell Westbrook, which certainly never hurts. And Russ is very marketable right now. But it's just having the words Oklahoma City on a jersey, I think, is very appealing to people outside our market. And I base this on just how many Thunder jerseys I do see in arenas all across the country and you know not every kid wearing a thunder jersey happens to be from oklahoma city or even the state of oklahoma when he's watching the thunder play in houston or atlanta or orlando or wherever and i think it just comes back to that there are always these times there are always these teams where it's the right mix of player there's something that's very appealing about the city and for the thunder i think that I think this is where small market sort of works to your advantage. Where it's not cliche as San Francisco or or New York or Chicago, someplace like that. It's, hey, Oklahoma City. I'll become an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. I also think the colors are very appealing. The logo, while I'm wearing it right now and a lot of people knock it, maybe there's something that's kind of you know, fashionably unhip about it, if if that makes any sense. And with Paul George being with the Thunder and the number 13 and and all this other stuff, I think that what I see is sort of 
this groundswell of people wanting a piece of it because it has something that's a lot more unique than just one more dude playing with the Lakers. And he's certainly not the first star in Oklahoma City, nor was he in Indiana or would he have been in Los Angeles, but uh, the Thunder only being around 10 years, he is one of the top three or four biggest stars to have ever played in the organization. And that's something. And playing with Russell Westbrook and having that sort of Batman and Robin thing, you're going to have people, not in Oklahoma City, but around Oklahoma City, who are going to gravitate to, okay, so Russell's Batman, let me go get the Robin jersey. Let me get the second half of that dynamic duo. And there's there's something about that. There's something that's almost very hard to put into words about what all this means for Paul George and how lucrative I ultimately think it will be. And as long as he produces, it really doesn't matter where he plays. He's going to get endorsement opportunities out the wazoo. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, I will answer a question from our good friend Jennings down in New Zealand about Kyle Korver and whether or not the Thunder will go after this guy. We'll talk about it next. Welcome back to the Locked On Thunder podcast. And remember, for all your sports needs, it's LockedOnSports.com. And for all your Thunder needs, it's LockedOnThunder.com. And uh, Locked On Sports is uh, chock full of podcasts from the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL, and some other really cool stuff coming very soon. I'd like to thank Rodney Purvis for his time here in Oklahoma City. I don't think we ever properly welcomed him nor did we ever properly thank him because uh, he was dealt. What's it? He was dealt on Monday um, after being in Oklahoma, after getting to Oklahoma City on Friday, or at least after being traded Friday for Dakari Johnson. He then gets traded uh, for Abdul Nader, who is a six-six um, player out of uh, the Boston Celtics, guy formerly of of Iowa State, and the the Thunder are getting younger. What they've done in the draft, what they've done with trades, they're getting younger. And I was asked by a guy on Twitter, Jennings who listens to the podcast on his way to work, do I think the Thunder will get in on the Kyle Korver trade talk? I hope so. I'd like to see the Thunder get in on it, but it does seem that the Thunder want to do everything they can to keep guys about 25 and younger. That's whom they want to pick up. However, I also have to think that if Sam Presti thought that Kyle Korver gave the Thunder a chance to get past Golden State or to get past Houston in the playoffs he would pull the trigger on that and at least pick up the phone and see what the Cleveland Cavaliers wanted in, in exchange for this guy. I don't put anything past Sam Presti right now, but I do like the moves that the Thunder are making. However, to talk about any of these guys coming in, be they draft picks, be they recent guys that were picked up in a trade outside from Dennis Schroeder, it's hard for me to just imagine and think, where exactly everybody's going to fit in until getting that opportunity to see them in training camp at some point. And quite frankly, I don't know where a lot of these guys are going to fit in because the Thunder still have a lot of questions to answer about the starting five. And I was asked also earlier this week, uh, does the Cabarro deal mean that we're going to see less of Terrence Ferguson? I don't think so. You have to remember, Terrence Ferguson... He's only 20 years old. He's 19 last year in the NBA. Cabarro's 23. I think Terrence Ferguson has a lot of upside. And I even after just one year, I don't think the Thunder are going to give up on him anytime soon. 
or at least they're not going to give up on it in, in the first part of the season. They're going to give him an opportunity to go out and prove what he can do, prove to somehow that he can contribute to this team as well with all these young guys. But for right now, it's you're still trying to piece together a bench that has a lot of questions. And even the starting five bringing in Jeremy Grant, the Thunder have to answer for the loss of Carmelo Anthony and just how do you get shooting from the outside. And I kind of wonder if uh, Grants comes in, plays a few minutes, and then maybe you see a guy like uh, Dennis Schroeder come in for him and get an opportunity to maybe pick up after, say, six minutes in the first quarter or so. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Thanks a lot for joining us today. We certainly do appreciate it. Until tomorrow, everybody love everybody, ELE, and peace, love, and thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.